Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Always so great to be with you. And today, I'm interrupting my series, which is What Does God Want Us to Do in the Land of Motherhood?, because today I have Alison Hartman with me, all the way from Pensacola, Florida. And Alison and her family uh, come up every year to spend Thanksgiving with us, which is in a few days. So we're going to be looking forward to that uh, because now they are actually have become part of the family. And in just a few weeks, um, Serene's son, Cedar, uh, will be marrying their beautiful daughter, Hallie, on the 17th of December. So that's the next wedding coming up in our family. And uh, it's going to be so wonderful. In fact... I guess I'm allowed to say now, that we actually have two courtships going on with the uh, Hartman family because uh, Serene and Sam's, another one of their sons, Vision, is courting another one of Alison's daughters, Eden. So we're kind of really kind of getting together, aren't we? Um, So anyway, every time Alison comes, We always do a podcast together or a couple of podcasts and I'm sure when we get talking we'll most probably end up doing a couple of podcasts. (laughs) So anyway, first of all, Alison, um, I think you need to update us about the Above Rubies retreats in Pensacola. No, that's where you live. But we have our retreats in uh, Panama City, Florida and uh, every year We have our annual uh, family above rubies celebration where loads and loads of families come. It's the most unbelievable time. But now it has got so big and we can't even fit everybody in. And so Alison is now organizing another retreat. And this is going to be called... Our winter retreat in the sun. So anyway, tell us about it. Mm, It's so exciting. So exciting. We, um, you know, each retreat we've done, every time we're finished, we, those families go back to their homes and they invite more people, which is wonderful, more families. But the problem with the location that we're at is there's just only so many families that can come because of uh, the building. So we decided, let's just offer another retreat. Um, you know, there's just, there's so much rich stuff that goes on during these retreats. And so instead of people having to travel all over the world to get your message, they can just come to just one of the greatest retreats ever. So we are doing our first winter retreat. Um, it is going to be, oh goodness, I don't have my calendar in front of me. 4th to 11th. Oh good, I know you, I'm so glad you knew that. January 4th through the 11th, uh, 2024, no, 23, 23, (laughs) oh my goodness, I'm already jumping to the next year. 
So, and that will be at Laguna Beach Christian Retreat Center where we do all the others. Um, and it'll be really neat. So there's a couple positives uh, of, of January. Yes, it's a little bit colder, but... It's still warm it, oh, for yes. all the people who live in the winter That's climate. right. And the, uh, the location, the mm-hmm. venue, is got their winter rates. So it's much, much mm-hmm. cheaper for families to come. Mm-hmm. So you'll get the same amazing fellowship, the same great teaching... Um, but just at a much cheaper rate than when we go in April and August. So that'll be great. Um, we do have maybe a few places left. I just talked to a lady this morning who said, my husband finally said yes, um, and they still have one room left in our size. So don't wait because, because we decided to do this such last minute, they had already booked a lot of their housing for what they call snowbirds. So they didn't uh, have a lot of housing available, but we went ahead and took everything they had. And so don't wait. And I just was thinking what a perfect Christmas present to give your family. Um, cause you know, if, if you're like me, the children don't need any more toys or clothes, but what an amazing Christmas gift to say, we're going to Florida, we're going to the beach and that's going to be our family's Christmas. So we would love to have you. Yes, it is the two advantages, especially for those who live in those cold climates. You can get out of the snow, come to the sun, and getting the cheaper Mm. rates. Oh, and and they have heated pools, so that's nice. Yes, Yes. absolutely. And, of course, you mentioned the children. Do you know, I think, I mean, the the parents just get so blessed. But the children, Mm. I mean... They make friends uh, to see the children meeting one another again year after year. And they're growing up together, knowing children of kindred spirit Mm. families. Mm. It's just such a powerful thing. Are you still on the signal, uh, the group chat signal? Yes, but I don't always get to read (laughs) everything because, I don't know, life's so busy. But I think it's amazing. This, This retreat has turned into something that we never expected it to. You know, and I've said this before that when I first put it put on the family retreats or the ladies retreats, you know, we would all get together, we would say our goodbyes, and then we would see each other next year. Well, that is not the way it is. It is a continual. I mean, as we speak, there is a family that I met at the Above Ruby's retreat at my house with their family helping us build this wedding venue for our daughter's wedding. And I'm not even there. They're there helping. Uh, there's another family heading this way to spend Thanksgiving with us all that we met at the retreat. Uh, somebody, a young girl posted just yesterday or the day before and said, I just love these Above Ruby's retreats. She's a single girl. She said, I met a young man at the retreat, and now it seems like they're in love. And they would have never met, but they both came to the retreat as singles in their early 20s, and now they um, have formed a friendship and a relationship. And she just, she put out there, I'm just so thankful for Above Rubies. And, you know, that's just the neatest thing, uh, just seeing these just continual um, relationships and, and marriages coming along. I mean, it's just oh, incredible. Yes. In fact, that's 
always been, apart from the encouraging of families, it, it's always been my just secret little desire that young people will meet the one that God has for them at these retreats. Because, I mean, you get out there in the world and even in the just average church today, where do you find these really godly young men and women? And, um, Oh, these are a, such a wonderful place. And Colin and I, so many years ago, we met at a Christian family camp. And so we think that's a great place to meet. And we're coming up uh, this March. We will have been married 60 years. Mm. And um, so we just look back to that wonderful moment when we met at a Christian. Well, and I just have to, to say, you know, I think we all recognize that the world that we're living in is not the way it was even when I was growing up. And so, uh, mothers, let me, let, me, let me encourage you that you have to absolutely fight for your family. Mm-hmm. And one of the parts of fighting for your family is doing intentional things mm-hmm. with your family to have them. We, we can't just sit in our houses and say, Oh, there's no good people for my children to play with. There's no good young people for them to get to know. I don't have any friends that are like-minded. I don't go to a church that's like, I, you know, and that's true. But this is a perfect situation to come and meet like-minded families, build friendships. I would say that my, my circle of friends right now consists mainly of families that we've met through these Above Ruby's retreats. Mm -hmm. It's that powerful. It has changed our life completely. Every one of my children's friends, um, those that they've married, those that they're about to marry, uh, the ones that they spend time with, they've all been met through this retreat. So you have Mm -hmm. to do things that might be out of your comfort zone, um, but, you know, make things like that happen. Make it a priority. So, And I'm... Go to the Above Rubies website, aboverubies.org, and uh, go to retreats, and you'll be able to pick up the information uh, to book in for this beautiful winter retreat in the sun. Or if you can't get to that one, there's the April retreat. And then, of course, in August, we have the reunion. It's a little bit different, a little bit more low-key, but just all those who just want to get together. So that's all there. Check it out. And we hope to see you. Actually, Actually, we have a family from England coming to the Mm, January one. Really? Didn't you know? No. Yes, yes, they're coming all the way from England. Wow. And, um, in fact, we stayed with them when we were in England, up in the north of England, and uh, they're planning to come. Yay. Isn't that wonderful? Well, you're welcome to call me. You, I mean, honestly, you, you, if you have any specific questions and you want to get in, you're welcome to call me. Um, my number is 850-221-1222. I'd be happy to talk with you and try to get you uh, registered, so... Wonderful. Oh, we hope that we can see many of you. And, you know, it, it's, it's international. You can come from anywhere in the world. Mm. Now, let's talk about something else. Uh, you were telling me last night, um, Alison, how just, was it last week, you went out for dinner, mm. uh, THM dinner. You do lots of THM we things, do, don't you? We do. We try, do. We try to do one at least every month in yeah. our in our area. Um, either I host it 
or we'll meet at a restaurant. But um, we're passionate. Trim Share that mamas. message with as many people as we can. It's amazing how everything you do spreads. I know Nadia was down uh, your end of the world and went to one of your mm. THM dinners and she came yeah. back and said, okay, we've got to do it here. So now we are going, going to, do to do it. Nadia is organizing it. And um, <clears throat> anyway, we did our second one last week and uh, came out. And of course, what we have to do is bring a little Trim Healthy Mama dessert. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we have ended up doing is while we're waiting for our food, we're all so hungry, we usually eat it while we're waiting. And uh, that's so fun. But anyway, yes. tell us about some of the conversations you had at this one last week. Yeah. So we, um, we went to some friend's house and um, started, started talking about uh, Hallie and Cedar and their upcoming marriage. And uh, you know, just kind of a little bit about how we've uh, decided to raise our older children. Um, and uh, we started talking about, uh, you know, asking questions about their their older children and ask if they were in a relationship. And um, this particular family um, has raised their children in the church. Um, they have also sent them off to college, uh, as most, you know, a lot of families do. And... Um, you know, between youth groups and um, you know being um, being in and in involved in the church, they really had had felt like they had done a good job. Well, their uh, oldest son they shared was in a relationship they weren't really happy with, and I of course asked, you know, what what's the what's the biggest issue? And they shared that she uh, this girlfriend was actually calling herself um, bisexual. Uh, and an atheist. And I just, you know, my heart just sunk. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing based on the fact that this was a Christian boy dating, you know, dating. Anyway, it just blew my mind. Um, and so I started asking a little bit more, you know, so so your child, you raised your son in the church. Um, you've taught him everything based on the Bible. And now he's chosen to be with someone who is, you know, not, doesn't believe in God, who is um, saying they are, you know, bisexual, which I I don't even know what that, you know, if that's a thing, I I don't really understand why you would even say that. But um, there, I said, well, what, what would you say is the biggest reason, you know, where can you pinpoint, quote, losing your son, if you will? And um, they quickly answered and said, we, we sent him off to college. And I thought, wow. And then there was another lady at the same dinner party that shared a very similar story in that her son was just on fire for the Lord for his um, childhood and his young teenage life. And he was the one that would invite kids over in youth group and um, share the gospel with them. Um, And he uh, is now an adult and he is completely an atheist, and he tells his mother, everything I knew up until college was a lie, and now that I've gone to college, I now know the truth, and the truth is, there is no God. And so my husband and I went away from this dinner party just thinking, wow, you know, are we, are we the only ones seeing this, 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 um, this link between, you know, how do you raise a child 18 years in a godly home and lose them in a semester? 
Mm-hmm. How does that happen? And uh, from a um, uh, Daniel, so Daniel and I, do you want me to share about our situation, our story? Yes, tell okay. your story. So, so, so Daniel and I, when we got married, uh, we were both college graduates. I have my bachelor's in communication arts. I know that's hard to imagine, right? He has a, a bachelor's in engineering. Um, he almost has his master's. Um, so education was a big deal to him. He came from a single uh, family home. Uh, his mom was a single mom. And she really uh, stressed the importance of a college degree because of the, you know, what if something happened and you need to rely on your education. So that was a big deal to him. So he even went so far as to say, I won't pay for a penny of my girls' uh, weddings until they have a bachelor's degree. And, you know, I just kind of went along with that, made sense to me. That was, uh, that was something that was important to me as well. And, uh, so that's, that's what we decided. Well, uh, when our first child was, when McKenna was college age, we decided that, um, you know, she would, she would head on to Pensacola Christian College. So she signed up. In fact, we even did the buy three, get one free. So we had paid, uh, a certain amount so that her fourth year in college would be free. So you can see the importance we put on college. Very big deal to us. Well, of course, we got to know you guys really well, and we knew that you weren't really pro-college. But, you know, just like any good friends, you can have things that you disagree with and still be good friends, right? So I just kind of always kept my opinion to myself about college. I beg your pardon? How do you keep your opinion to yourself? I okay, for the first time ever. That was one thing we would not talk about. And so I, every time you would bring it up and you talked about the chunking college book, I would just kind of, oh, well, that's for them, not for us. And so I really thought of college as kind of a neutral thing. It was good for some, not good for others, but it really, it, it didn't really matter. Well, one Sunday afternoon, we were here after church and we had a very uh, power com- powerful conversation. Um, we were about to, McKenna was about to go back to college for that second semester. She was already signed up for classes. And we talked with uh, you, uh, Vange, Serene, and Zadok. And we were all sitting around and we were discussing college. And, you know, I, I, I told McKenna, just keep an open mind but we know we're probably going to send you back to college because that's what we do. And we're not quitters. We don't quit. And so after that meeting, Serene said something. She said, if my mom and dad had ever put me in college, it would have put us in a box and it would have limited us to where we could have never done great things like we did with this, you know, Trim Healthy Mama. And, um, you know, Zadok even said some of the same things and you said some of the same things. And so all this, um, all this worldview about college just really, you know, because we respected you, but we'd never really considered that for us. And so we left and y'all took us to the airport. And I remember I I said to you and Colin, Hey, if you could help me out, I think Daniel's going to be the biggest hurdle 
about not sending our children to college. He's so adamant. And so you guys said a few things. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful that I have a husband that's teachable and willing to recognize truth and be willing to change his opinion. You know, so many Christians are so stubborn. They believe something. And just because you're going to show them something else, they're not going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. And, And really that's pride, right? And so, but Daniel was so willing to listen because he respected you guys. And, and so our views on college completely changed that day. And not only did we let McKenna know that she's welcome to not go back to college. See, now you've got me coughing. Um, But she ended up, she ended up not going back to college that semester. And excuse me, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, are you making a little note of this point so you can fix it? <coughs> okay. Cool. Okay, that, thanks so much, Belle. Yes. So when we, um, when we decided that that was what was best for us, it was so neat to see amazing doors open up. So instead of her going through the, the rut of college and getting your degree and then being limited to that degree, we just encouraged her to run her own business. She started teaching infant swim rescue, making amazing money at it, taking over parts of our business and just really encouraging her to be self, um, self-employed and not worry about having to get a quote degree to be successful. And I'm telling you, it, it's, I am so passionate about it. Even as a, uh, a college graduate, I am to the point now where I'm seeing the fruit of college students and I'm seeing the fruit of non-college students and you couldn't pay me to send my children to college. In fact, I have a friend who's a nurse practitioner and she went to Duke University and she said, I would not let my child go to college right now. I would find a career that you can do without a college degree if you need a college degree, you need to find it online. Um, and I'll tell you one other thing. When my husband was in college, he was in California, and he said he met a professor, and that professor said to him, my job, this is so powerful, my job is to strip the faith of young people while they are under my teaching." Wow. And, and he was proud how, of it. And how many years ago was that? Oh, that was, let's see, my husband's 53, so that had to be 35 years ago. 35 years ago, and that has intensified. You may think, oh, goodness me, who are these people who are against college? Well, I wasn't always against college, but we have to be open to see what is happening. College is not what it used to be. It has now become the place to brainwash our young people into progressivism and even now transgenderism and everything that is against God and against family. And this is, see, we have to see the fruit. It is the fruit of of what is happening and now we are seeing a generation that have been 
turned away from God, turned away from family, turned away from everything, even that is in our constitution. I mean, they are totally uh, just reprogramming the minds of our young people. People. And even this last midterm election, I mean, many uh, states, the voting came out that um, especially the, there was more voting of people 30 and under. And it was these young people, especially, what were they voting for, uh, for pro Abortion. I mean, that's just that's just one of the most normal things there in college today is is pro-abortion. But and then there's everything else: there's homosexuality, and now there's transgenderism. I mean, they're more concerned about uh, reprogramming their their whole brains against Christianity and against God than anything else. And that statement. I mean, just think. That was said 35 years ago, and now, I mean, it is so intensified. That is their plan. So we as godly parents, we're not against education. Oh, what does the Bible say? That the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. But you see, all knowledge, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Christ. They're found in his word. And yes, we must be seekers after knowledge and uh, those who search for knowledge. But we've got to find it in the right places. And, and what does it say? All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's not just having knowledge because knowledge can be wrong. I mean, we've got to have God's knowledge that has wisdom with it. And we have got to steer our children in the direction where they're going to get the right knowledge. And sadly, in this day in which we're living, it's not in our colleges. Okay, there is some where you do need a degree. And I think, as you said, go online, you know, where you're not so much well you can you still will be exposed but not to the same extent as actually living in or right. and being part yeah of and I, you know you're we're either we're either it's either for god or it's it's against him and so when you're involving yourself in a uh, especially a state system but even even christian schools uh, you know christian colleges if you're not for him you're against him therefore we're aligning ourselves with with really Satan system. And so, and and, you know, you have to be so careful and keen to sometimes recognize it because you think, you know, like you said, knowledge is good and learning is good. And, and again, we're definitely not discouraging that, but how, how much more knowledge and wisdom. So in life, we, we know that your things are either for Christ or they're, or they're against him. So if, if we're putting our children in a state system, then that would not be for Christ. Therefore it'd be against him. So we, we have to recognize that that is what we're aligning ourselves with by encouraging our children to go to a state school or even a Christian school. So many of these Christian schools are even so lukewarm, the the gospel so watered down. And so they're creating neutral, lukewarm uh, uh, young people that that can't stand for anything. Um, And and another thing is, you know, we, we think we're doing 
we think we're doing the right thing. We were talking last night about how so many of us just want to go with what culture is doing. And so it, it feels like this family I shared with you, their next son in line is, is planning on going to college. And so here's the problem. Where is this disconnect between we raise a godly child and then they go off and a, a semester into college, their faith is stripped? You you were saying to me last night that one of these ladies said, she said, when I sent my child to college, I noticed immediately he just began to be stripped, stripped, stripped of every little iota of his faith. Completely. It usurped every bit of her authority that she had poured into her child for all those years. Boom. Undone immediately within, you know, it sounded like a, almost a semester or two. And, and so you have to ask yourself as a parent, is, is the price worth it? You know, is this career that your child wants to achieve by getting a college degree, is it worth losing their soul over? Exactly. And really, most of them never even use their degree. Never, never. They, if you look at the statistics, hardly any use that degree. And, and like, okay, tell me about McKenna. Okay, is she happy that she didn't go to college? Absolutely. So, you know, again, not to, not to brag on McKenna, but she ended up, you know, quote, as a college dropout, according to the world, um, and is now private, doing private swim lessons, making $120 an hour. I don't know many college graduates that are making $120 an hour doing something that she loves in her own home with her family around, um, her, her aunts and the aunts and uncles of her baby getting to watch her baby and be with her, you know, whatever it is, there's so many avenues that we can encourage our children to pursue, to make a good living, and it doesn't, you don't need college for it. And I am a college graduate saying this, that I would not, you couldn't give me a a certain amount of money to convince me that it's worth it to send my child. My own 16-year-old is making more money selling trees at a farmer's market once a week than a lot of college graduates are. I had, we had a college, uh, a, a guy in my high school who graduated valedictorian, and I saw him years later after he went to uh, MIT, and he was our waiter at Waffle House. Okay? So valedictorian, went to MIT, Ivy League school, was a waiter at Waffle House. Nothing against a waiter at Waffle House, but... Can you imagine the amount of money that he spent on college? But guys, we're not even worried about the money that you're wasting on college. I'm worried about their souls that are being stripped. That you can't get back. You cannot get that back. You can't undo what those college professors are wanting to do. Not just are doing, but they're wanting to do it. This college professor that my husband met 30-something years ago said, my job is to strip young people. I, I love it. I love being able to strip down everything their parents taught them. And again, this is before, you know, this, this gender uh, confusion wasn't even a thing. Can you imagine how bad it is now? now? Oh, 
Well, we know how bad it is, and we see the fruit of it. I, I just think of that scripture in Psalm 1, verse 1. We all know it. And it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, mm. which is what your young daughter or right. son will do when Sitting. they go to college. They will sit under in the seat of the scornful, who will scorn everything or, of God you've put into or, their lives. Or some versions say scoffers. And that's what I yes. think of when I, uh, I think of a, a liberal, godless college professor scoffing, mm. scoffing at the word mm. of God. And we are not only allowing our, our children that we've loved and raised and, and given birth to mm. and poured our life into, we are paying for it. There are parents that are working second and third jobs so that they can pay for their children to be sitting at the seat of scoffers. I know. It's unbelievable. And then I think of last night we had here at our home a um, graduation for a young man, Jeremiah, who lives right part of us here on the hilltop. And uh, such a wonderful young man, 17 years of age, and he was having his graduation of homeschooling. And um, his mother was, you know, she'd just been with her covering, um, homeschool covering and working it all out. You know, was he ready to graduate? And um, she was hoping that he would graduate by next summer. But when she put in all that he has been learning and all that he has read and all that he has done. And they said, please, please, please stop. Um, we can't fit it all in. He's gone far beyond mm. what is even necessary for graduation. Not only has this young man graduated beyond where he's necessary, but he also is employed already full time. That's right. I mean, Trim, healthy mama, have now employed him to do all their filming, and they have had professional companies, many of them they're fired, and they, Serene was saying last night, they, they wouldn't give up Jeremiah for any of those companies. He is far better, right. and he also has another business on the side. Right. Yep, I mean, yep, yep, okay. okay. I mean, he's, yeah. he's ready to take the world. That's right. That's right. And, and, and he doesn't need to go to college. That's right. I, I think another good alternative is, is internships. Uh, we've had several young people come and intern us in our photography business and shadow us. And I have said to many of them, what you're getting from us, what you're receiving is, is far beyond a four-year education in photography because you're seeing how a business works. I've always said, you know, we, we have a very successful photography business. We photograph 60 public schools. Um, we, you know, we, we, we're super, super busy, um, very successful in our city. We don't have a photography degree. Uh, you know, my husband has an engineering degree. Um, but what we, the way we learned is by taking a lot of bad pictures. <laughs> but if you have a young person that has an interest in something, find someone who is an expert in that field and say, could my child come and sit under you for several months? That is where you're going to gain so much, so much wisdom and knowledge in a certain field. I just cannot say it enough that if, um, you know, if you're even on the fence about it, um, 
you you really have to reconsider if you if you are desiring uh, to raise a, a young person that is sold out for the Lord. Uh, you know, college is is not the place for them. And I would almost like I said, I would go so far as to say, uh, don't say to me, well, but a Christian school is just a, no. My, my, my daughter went to a Christian school and I won't even mention the name of that school, but they are known for one of the highest rates of homosexual in the country. And it's so, you would be blown away when you heard the name of the school because it's so conservative. You know, the, the girls have to wear skirts. There's no touching. There's no, there's separate elevators. But yet this influx of uh, this homosexual movement is, is getting right in that school. And so you can't say to me, well, it's a Christian school. No, just like our churches in today. Most churches are so weak and not uh, really, really preaching the truth. Um, and so, you know, and I know this is scary because, you know, as parents, we want our children to do the best. We want them to do, uh, be the best. And so we think that we're, we're being a disservice to them by not letting them go for a higher education. But of a, as a mother of some very successful young people, um, you know, just, just last weekend, my 18 and 20 year old girls, uh, you know, made a couple thousand dollars a piece just by doing photo shoots. And th- there's no way with a college degree, they could have done that and more. I mean, they're, they're, we're limiting them by forcing them to number one, waste four years of their life. Mm. Number two, waste thousands and thousands of dollars. But again, okay. most importantly, uh, they're, they're losing, uh, they're, they're being programmed yes. into this garbage that the world's pushing. And I look at your daughters and often I just, I just can't believe it. There's nothing they can't do. Um, you know, they're so well-rounded in every aspect of life. I remember once at one of the Above Ruby's retreats, you had ordered all the food from this company and because of problem with transport, it didn't arrive. So you say to your daughter, okay, go to Sam's and, uh, okay, you'll just have to rebuy it again. Right. I mean, yeah, go buy groceries for 10 meals for for 600, 800 people. 800 people. What what adult can do that? She goes and does it. Yep, she did. I mean, you know. Yeah, just gave her a credit card and she spent, I think, five, six thousand dollars on food and came back away. Oh, so here's another interesting thing. Uh, Eden, our 20 year old, um, so just recently we had a really sad situation where one of our employees has been, um, actually was arrested for, uh, grand theft, super sad. And so we, because of that have had to transition our accounting, um, and, and kind of take it back over, uh, just for the meantime. And so I had no one to take over our books because this lady did everything, all the bookkeeping. Um, but because she has so much going on in her personal life, we decided we have to do this ourselves. And I honestly knew nothing about my finances. I didn't know what, what was doing what. And so our Eden decided, we, we sent her to our CPA, and she is basically training her how to do accounting and bookkeeping. So as we're talking right now, she's sitting at your dining room table doing our accounting and trying to reconcile our books for the past nine months because nothing had been done. And 
I mean, I, I sent her, she went and met with our CPA the other day just to see where she's at. And she said, Allison, she's doing an incredible job. I've never taught her bookkeeping. I've never taught her accounting. In fact, I probably don't do a great job at homeschooling, but she's doing the accounting for a, you know, a huge, huge corporation that we, we have in our photography business, and she's doing a great job. Uh, she's learning so much hands-on. She would never learn this by just learning the concepts of accounting in college. So I, I really, it's amazing how, how much my brain has switched on this subject Oh, yes. So anyway, hope we haven't blown your minds again. I'm always blowing your brains oh, I away. Hope we have. You? I hope we oh. have. I think it's great to blow your minds. We need to change. We live in desperate times. Oh, We've we got do. to change our mindset. Yes. And really, who wants to just hear the same old thing? We've got to challenge one another because, as Alison said, we are living in a day, we're living in a world full of lies and deception, and we've got to pursue truth. And so just let me close now uh, with these words of Psalm chapter 1, where it says, he will not sit in the seat of the scornful, but, but this is the higher education, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I mean, that's the promise of God. As we pursue God's ways, his truth and his word, we're going to prosper. And this is where our children will prosper. They're not going to prosper going down the way of the devil. And sadly, this is where our colleges are today. Sadly, because it shouldn't be, but they've been taken over. Sadly, and we have to wake up to see what's happening. Anyway, we do love you all. Dear Father, we thank you <clears throat> that uh, we can talk about the things that uh, we're, we're facing right now. Lord, this is a different world than what it was a few years ago. And we pray that we will have open eyes to see. Lord, we don't want to be deceived by the enemy. And Lord God, we know that Usually when we're deceived, we don't even know we're deceived. So we pray that you will keep our, our minds, our hearts close to you, that you will keep us in your living word because it is your, it is your word that exposes all deceptions and lies. And Lord, I pray that you'll bless every mother, young person uh, listening today, Lord God, and uh, we will all be open open, Lord, to hear your word, to hear you speaking, to be like the children of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel should do. Lord God, we as parents, we must have understanding of the times, to know what we should do in this hour, to know how we should direct our children. So we ask for your wisdom and, and discernment in the name of Jesus. Amen.